This is an AMI podcast. I'm Dave Brown, and this is a podcast version of AMI's Morning Show, now with Dave Brown. Catch the live broadcasts weekdays from 9 to 11 a.m. Eastern on AMI-audio and AMI-tv. Welcome back. It's now with Dave Brown on AMI. Nelson Rago, the founder of Cool Blind Tech, is here to tell you about what's going on in the world of accessible technology. And Nelson is in Edmonton, Alberta. Hey, good morning, Nelson. Hey, good morning, Dave. So, Nelson, let's jump into your first story where James Madison University, go Dukes, recently hosted a group of high school students to try out Microsoft's Soundscape. So, Nelson, before we get into the purpose or the uh, objective behind this initiative, why were they bringing Soundscape to do this kind of testing? What is Soundscape? Uh, well, I mean, the whole idea was uh, just to make uh, higher education more accessible and, and more inviting to, to uh, potential students that are blind and partially sighted. Uh, that was really the objective of this project. So, um, and uh, and Microsoft Soundscape, um, we talked about this before. Uh, so it's it's a, sort of a, a GPS app, uh, so like a more of an ambient awareness app, uh, which l- lets you know like in 3D, uh, depending on the headset you have, uh, if you have a, a, like a 3D uh, headset, uh, sorry, like a, a 3D audio feedback and have a, like a stereo headset, um, like for example, you can use like AirPods uh, in this case, and it'll give you like that 3D audio effect uh, or spatial audio awareness uh, where something is in front of you or something is behind you. And it'll uh, do it by the voice and uh, ticks and, and bells uh, in the app. Um, so it's a pretty cool app uh, uh, to actually use. And and uh, it came out in the U.S. a couple of years ago, and it just uh, it's been in Canada for uh, for a while now. But uh, it's a very useful app, uh, and of course it's free. So that's the good thing about this app. Uh, so it's it's one thing that Microsoft has has been doing for accessibility and. And it's a, it's a very cool app, uh, especially for iPhone users. So you mentioned that uh, this was about trying to get more uh, blind and partially sighted kids comfortable on a university campus. What were they doing exactly? Uh, they were basically on the on the campus itself, and they were uh, walking around as if they were, uh, you know, being students. So they were going through the dorms, they were going through the, the hallways. Uh, they, were, they were learning to, uh, to use this app as if uh, they were actual students in the school. So... Uh, instead of like that first sort of uh, shock that you get on the first day uh, where you're surrounded by thousands of students and, and just everything's going on and it's so stressful. Uh, it's, it's sort of uh, like a little uh, pilot project that they, they uh, launched. And it's the first time they've actually done this in uh, Virginia. Uh, this is where the, uh, they demonstrated the app. Uh, so it's uh, it was, it was um, impressive. I'm not sure if they do that in Canada, uh, in the universities out here. Uh, this is the first time I've heard of them demonstrating at uh, uh, university level. I still don't know where the Wong building is on the McGill campus, and it's fine. I had a class there for an entire semester. We just borrowed notes from somebody else. Uh, Nelson, let's jump over to the world of Google, where they announced some accessibility upgrades to the Google Workplace. So what are some of these improvements they're rolling out? Well, one uh, main improvement that they're rolling out uh, is that uh, instead of having your accessibility features, um, you know, cross-platform, uh, they've actually personalized the features that uh, uh, you can have a specific uh, personalized settings um, for accessibility-wise uh, 
for each individual app for uh, slides, documents, and, and all their uh, uh, Google Works uh, products. Uh, so that's really uh, a big thing. <laughs> You'd think that they would have that, but uh, it's it's something that they've just uh, uh, recently launched. So that's that's good that they're they're actually doing that. So we're rolling this out between August 15th and August 29th. So we're right in the middle of the rollout. But how would somebody actually yeah. activate the feature or do they have to do any kind of activation? Uh, you, you do actually have to uh, uh, change the settings. So so if you go into uh, the tools and then under accessibility, uh, you can actually uh, adjust your preferences uh, per app. Uh, so if, if you have a specific way that you want to deal with uh, documents, or uh, another way you want to deal with the spreadsheets, uh, you just simply open up uh, the app, and then you can actually uh, make your adjustments in there and sort of customize it uh, to uh, you know to make you personalized for for yourself as a you know maybe a, a low vision user or someone using magnifier or you know someone in my case uh, use a screen reader. I'm very bad at reading, Nelson. Maybe I need some of these accessibility tools. Google Workspace, not Google Workplace. So I apologize for that for anybody who may be confused. Yeah, Nelson, thank you for giving us the update on that one. And you've got one more note for us today. It's your weekly tech tip. You want to tell me how to hard reset an iPhone. Yes, your your iPhone. <laughs> I think you're a Samsung user, is that right? I am, so I don't need to worry about resetting my iPhone, but I do have an iPad, and it always baffles me on how to sort of operate some of the internal mechanisms on that. Oh, cool, you're halfway there. <laughs> uh, so uh, basically with your iPhone, if you have troubles uh, starting it or actually restarting it, um, it's a, a nice little trick to have, uh, uh, and it's sort of a last resort that you want to do. You, want, you don't want to do this all the time. Uh, it doesn't actually affect your your phone, but uh, uh, it will actually uh, uh, force your phone to actually do a a restart. Um, and the quick tip for this is uh, simply uh, press your volume up quickly, and then press your uh, volume down quickly, and then um, press and hold at the side button, and uh, and then you're uh, you'll see the the Apple logo. Uh, in my case, uh, I hold it down for about 10 to 13 seconds. Uh, I'll have a Bluetooth headset, so I actually hear it disconnect. And then uh, you'll actually hear the uh, the voiceover uh, say like the the phone turning off, and then when it reboots, um, in my case, I'll get the haptic feedback that the phone's rebooted, and then the uh, Bluetooth headset uh, will reconnect, and then um, it'll take a little bit longer than like a regular uh, restart, uh, but uh, you'll you'll actually get that restart that you need, and if you're still not uh, able to to do that, then, then that's when you have to call Apple and and deal with their uh, tech support people. So we start on our own and we eventually have to call the tech support people. But if our phone won't restart, we don't have a phone to do it, Nelson. How do we even get to these folks if we don't have our phone? Uh, Nelson, thank you for this. Have a great day. Great ticket. You've been listening to Now with Dave Brown. Hit the subscribe button on any podcast platform and leave us a rating and a review. I'm Margaret Shepard of the AMI podcast, Tripping On Air. Every month, my co-host Alex Hajar and I spill the tea on what it's really like to live with MS. Watch Tripping On Air on YouTube or download wherever you get your pods.